0: Popular Pig is also made possible by the National Pork Board, Intervention, Crystal Spring, Johnsonville Foods, Hypoor Genetics, Minitube, Brenneman Pork, Fibro Animal Health, Swine Robotics, Innovative Heating, and Pigequipment.com, brought to you by American Resources. Welcome to the Popular Pig Podcast. My name is Matthew Rota, your host for today's episode.
1: Today we're talking about myth-busting 2.0, getting the word out about pork. Joining us is Heather Hill and Bob Ruth. Thank you guys for joining me today. You're
2: welcome. Thanks for having us.
1: I am thrilled to talk about this because I remember reading about it and thinking to myself, that would be so much fun. So to start things off, Heather, could you talk about your background and how you got involved with the pork industry and what your role is today?
2: Sure. Uh, so, as you said, my name is Heather Hill, and my husband and I uh, farm, uh, born in soybeans and raised pigs in Greenfield, Indiana, just east of Indianapolis uh, with his parents and our three kids. Um, I actually uh, grew up showing pigs in 4-H and was very involved with 4-H and have an animal science degree from Purdue University. And from there, I spent, um, obviously, married into a farm family, but I did... Um, Spend the first 20 years of my career uh, first as an ag lender working for the farm credit system and then actually worked for Pfizer and then Zoetis on the animal health side um, working with uh, swine farmers and pig veterinarians selling vaccines and antibiotics and then about five years ago I had the opportunity to come home to the farm full time and work alongside my husband and his parents and so that's been very exciting Um, As far as getting super involved in um, the pig industry, um, you know, my husband and I have always, we were raised by great parents that taught us the importance of giving back to our community, and so um, in 2009, I became very involved with Indiana Pork and eventually served as the president of Indiana Pork, and then um, as time went on, Indiana actually asked me to run for the National Pork Board, and that's what kind of led to where I'm at today, and I... um, currently serve as the president of the National Pork Board of Directors, and it's a very big honor and very humbling to be elected by my fellow um, board of director members to serve in that capacity.
1: What's the most exciting thing about being the president of Indiana Pork Board, National Pork Board? Because that's, that's something few people get to do, and it's a very unique role.
2: Um, well, it, it definitely is, like I said, a huge honor to represent um, our nation's pork producers, and there's never a dull moment. Um, you know, at the National Pork Board, we... Um, take the, to make, we take it very serious that um, our responsibility is to make sure that we are judiciously spending checkoff dollars. And so to make sure that where we choose to spend those checkoff dollars, we know they're very precious and that we need to make sure that where we're spending them has a true return on investment for the industry, for producers like Bob and myself across the country. And so um, it's very exciting to see the hard work That our board of directors and our staff are doing on behalf of our nation's pork producers.
1: Bob, how about you? How did you get involved in the industry? Uh, Matthew, I I grew up on a a
3: small farm in North Central Ohio and uh, got out of college and went to work for a company called Central Soya, uh, which was a feed company and worked for them for a number of years and uh, was transferred down to North Carolina where I met a gentleman by the name of Bill Prestige and uh, Bill got me back into live production. And so I've had the great fortune of, of working for uh, people like Bill, uh, which uh, was an amazing uh, uh, opportunity. And um, I ended up uh, building a couple farms of my own in Pennsylvania back in the mid-90s. And got involved uh, with uh, another great organization, the Clemens Food Group uh, in, uh, in Pennsylvania, Hatfield Meats, as uh, a lot of people know them by. And uh, they approached me in the early two thousands about selling my farms to them and helping them with their farming uh, organization. And so I did that uh, in uh, back in two thousand, and have spent the last uh, twenty years, twenty two years, uh, working with that organization. I'm I'm typically out of the day to day uh, operations, but I'm a shareholder of the company, and I do uh, uh, some work with them on their team member. Uh, care, and uh, uh, am just very blessed to, uh, to work with such a great organization that, uh, oh my goodness, uh, they're, a, they're a 130-year-old family-held corporation, and We Care is uh, written all over everything that they do. And so I've had the good opportunity to work with them, and so rolling into the We Care with the Pork Board was a very
1: easy transition. So kind of kick things off here. Last year, a pork checkoff-funded study revealed that nearly one-third of consumers said that they had either reduced or planned to reduce their consumption of pork. And the reasons for doing so included concerns about nutrition, safety, and ethics of raising pigs. Now, I bring that up because that's a challenge. You guys hit beside the head with a study that said, we have a challenge ahead of us. And I think you guys knocked it out of the park with this this myth-busting campaign. There was two iterations to the myth-busting campaign. Heather, could you tell us about this myth-busting campaign? What was the talk when you saw the study? And how'd you, how how'd did you come up with this?
2: Well, you know, obviously, to your point, those uh, results are, um, I don't want to say shocking, but they're mind-blowing. I mean, to think that, you know, in the year, the 2020s, that that's still where we're at, um, and that people are, you know, reducing or thinking about reducing their consumption. And so it was something we knew we needed to tackle head on. Um, And so, you know, um, this kind of lined right up with our launch of Real Pork, which is the industry's trust and image um, brand that really differentiates us from the alternatives. And it's all about building um, trust with consumers and kind of our trust and image and um, our right to operate along with, making sure that they know that we are uh, real pork that comes from real pigs, produced by real farmers on real farms, um, when you look at all those alternatives that are out there. And so the real pork um, platform really kind of gave us the launching point to say, let's take these um, these the results from the study and take them on head on with myth busting. And so it really is that opportunity to show them um, but those are myths and that's not the truth and what what the facts are. And let's maybe do it in a way that really connects with them and resonates with them. And so our first um, you know foray into myth busting was in 2021. And we did that through the urban dictionary uh, with uh, we worked with Eric Stone Street. Um, and really kind of redefined those common pig production myths with the urban dictionary and really addressed it head on in terms that consumers would understand um, and really saw a lot of success with that. The the videos that we did with the first round of myth busting hit 16 million consumers that saw firsthand how pork is truly raised today. Um, and the research that we did with that shows that um, those people had a greater um, confidence in pork and that 50% 50 of them were gonna have a greater trend towards pork and um, they plan to increase their pork consumption. I believe 34% said they plan to increase their pork consumption. So just that one um, dipping our toe in at myth busting really went right against what came out of that original results. And so I can remember when they shared those results with us at the board level Um, we were like, we need to go all in on the next level. And that's really what kind of led us to this second iteration um, that um, we got to do that Bob has really had a firsthand knowledge with. And it's been super exciting to see how that's come together.
1: Whose idea was it to use influencers to uh, bring this all about? Because I think that's one of the best moves that we could have done in in this modern era of of digital and of marketing. People care what people who might not know a lot about it have to say, how'd that come to be?
2: Absolutely. I mean, that is the world we live in today. I mean, you know, my, I look at my kid's Christmas list, you know, my youngest is 13 and some of the things she has on her Christmas list. I'm like, how did she even like know about this? But I know it's what, you know, she's hearing at school and what they're seeing on social media. And so definitely having that social media component of it was huge. And I think, you know, we are lucky to have an amazing staff at the national pork board that really, you know, took this challenge and thought outside of the box and how can we do things differently and amplify what we're doing. And so when they brought that to the board of directors, I was excited to say that we were all in as a board um, to know that, you know, partnering with what we already know, but then amplifying that with um, influencers like an Eric Stone Street or the new round of myth busting, we actually got to work with Brian. Um, and getting that information out to their followers is really, you know, that's where we need to be. Um, you know, I think it's everyday people. It's people that we all know that maybe don't know what we do on our farms. And those are the people we need to reach. And so um, I think when you have a celebrity endorsement, um, especially with people like Eric Stone Street and Luke Bryan that have that con- uh, personal connection back to agriculture, it really just says, oh, maybe I really should believe what the farmers Thing because um, we do care. You couldn't do what we do every day and not believe in what we do. But, you know, unfortunately, sometimes consumers don't either get to hear our voice or uh, believe what they hear. And so, you know, right, wrong or indifferent in the year 2022, having that celebrity endorsement um, definitely does help amplify the message and get it across to consumers that, gee, maybe this is something I should believe.
1: So, yeah, so you started with the Urban Dictionary with Eric Stone Street. And I believe he was with Modern Family, right, was his real big success. And then we've got 2.0, which focuses on really taking participants, describing a five-star hotel, and then helping them understand, oh, this is actually a pig farm. And you brought in Luke Bryan. Can you talk about, I guess, Bob, can you talk about the process of that 2.0? What was it like being behind the scenes setting all of that up and executing on that
3: so uh i had the good fortune of going to the uh, filming uh of uh the hotel concept uh in uh, in new york city and so then being behind the scenes uh was uh, an amazing opportunity to get to see our customers consumers uh uh put up uh you know uh, this hotel concept uh, which is the way that we actually take care of pigs. And then all of a sudden, uh, the uh, the veil is uh, rolled down and they see it's a pig farm. And the expressions on the people's face and then the questions coming out of that were, were just a, an amazing process. But that's what you see when you bring people to your farms as well. So it wasn't anything new to any of us that have done tours uh, or or shown our operations. Uh, but it, it, it truly was uh, very uh, neat to see how the consumers, um, it, when they were exposed to the truth, as, as Heather mentioned, how they
1: responded. It was pretty cool. So can one of you guys talk about the thought process and the strategy behind that hotel concept? How did that come to be? Who did you work with around the research to figure out that that was going to be a successful uh, campaign?
3: If you don't mind, Heather, and then you can join in as well. Uh, when we, when we as a board were first exposed to that, we we weren't quite sure. Uh, you know, <laughs> the marketing firm that uh, our staff, uh, you know, uh, was exposed to, brought it to us, and uh, and so we we weren't quite sure how that was going to to react. But you know, again as heather pointed out our staff has been amazing and so we trusted them and we went with it and and it was very uh gratifying to me cuz i was one of the naysayers when we got there to just <laughs> see how people responded to it 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 was a
1: really cool experience matthew what what were some of the bigger concerns going into it
3: well, again, uh, again, how you know when you've got the hotel concept and you're talking about the, you know, the cleanliness of the rooms and and the the, uh, the healthcare, you know, this this new concept that we were exposing to the people, they they really thought that we were talking to them about a new hotel concept. And, and so uh, to, to talk about all the things that we do, you know, on a pig farm and the, the cleanliness and the, the, uh, the health care and all of that, you know, again, it's a little bit tough for farmers to kind of get outside the nine dots and think yep. about what goes on in an urban per- person's mind. And so, Heather, I don't know if you have anything else to add to that, but it was, a, it was just a unique concept. That, you know, hey, sometimes unique concepts, you know, are tough to grasp right away.
1: You know, I love it because when we look at our society today, everything is evolving towards this come serve me model where that's delivering groceries, mobile banking, restaurant, whatever it is. It's come serve me where I am now, whether I'm at work, on the go, at home. And that's really how animals live, right? It's they get whatever they need. They need it. Typically when they're expecting it, they're on routines. And, uh, and yeah, so I think there's some fun things, some fun parallels there.
3: Yeah, so and, and, you know, I mean, even the app part of it, you know, we in modern agriculture today, we have apps that we can, you know, take care of our pigs better, just like people do. So the whole thing is, it was truly amazing because people, again, Heather pointed it out. People just don't know the truth about what's going on on the farm. And that's our job
1: to to make sure that they do. All right. So one thing I'm very interested in, after they learned that they were talking about a pig farm, what was that atmosphere like? What were the conversations like after the fact with these with these individuals?
3: So... um Matthew, it was it was an amazing and, and the the quote that you mentioned or the feedback that we got from uh, you know our consumers that what they were in a sense of shock and if I heard this word once I heard it a hundred times and it still wakes me up in the middle of the night well that's not what the documentaries say happens that's not <laughs> what the documentaries say goes on so again we you know this was an amazing uh effort and we need to double, as as uh, heather said you know we need to double down on this but we've had years and years and years of other people telling uh consumers how farming is done and we've got to take that hill back and this mm-hmm. is the first start of it and and so you know they were shocked because they they didn't know the only thing that they had been exposed to were the documentaries that tell flat-out lies about agriculture. And, and so that's where we've got to focus on the truth.
1: Yeah, I had a great interview with a welfare specialist out of Australia, and he was actually talking about this consumer thing. And he was saying, you know, there's animal welfare, how the animal feels about its environment, and then there's animal ethics, how we feel about eating the animal. And far too often, they're interweaved with one another as opposed to really helping separate and say, did the animal have a good life? And did it have a humane death versus do we want to eat the animal? Very different conversations. Amen. And, and, and so I'm really curious now that we had this awesome campaign, Heather, how did you partner with an extension or in a group to extend that message? How are you bringing that to consumers?
2: Well, I mean, obviously the video is available on our website, um, pork.org backslash we care for people to view, but that's really where Luke Bryan came in. And so that's where this uh, really kind of differentiated from our Mythbusting 1.0, where the Urban Dictionary existed because of Eric Stone Street, whereas with Mythbusting 2.0, we really kind of have two parts of it in that we have the hotel concept with the video, but then we really use Luke Bryan to take this to his followers. And so, you know, there was a lot of promos on social media of him like in a bathrobe, sitting at a hotel pool asking you to come on in, Um, you know, and so that immediately, you know, garnered people's interest, you know, why is he sitting there at a pool? Why is he inviting me (laughs) to come in? Um, And so I think that was a very creative um, way to link those two together. Um, you know, because as Bob said, like, I think, you know, the board was definitely all in on this. But I think in our heads, when we voted to do Mythbusting 2.0, we were originally thinking, oh, we'll do more Urban Dictionary. It'll follow that same trend line, um, or you know, concept. And so I really have to give kudos to our staff for really pushing the envelope on that. You know, Bob and I were part of the, uh, the group, the smaller group that they brought, you know, here are three or four different options. You know, we can do the same or we can do something completely different. And you know, Bob and I were very skeptical. We'll be the first to admit. I mean, we kind of had our own call afterwards thinking, oh, is, is this the right thing? Are we heading in the right direction? And most definitely we were um, because I think it's really exciting that we have this standalone video component that really, um, you know, that focus group gave us some really valuable information. Not only did it educate those individuals that got to participate in the focus group themselves, but now they're educating all of their friends and their families, as well as we have the video to then share with family and friends. I know that when we first got um, a draft of the video, I just put it on the TV at home. I didn't tell anyone in my family what it was that <laughs> I just had them watch it. And my, it like drew my husband in. And when it got to the end, I, I mean, he was, his jaw dropped and he was like, that is really cool. And so, you know, there's a fourth generation pig farmer that's raised pigs his whole life. Um, you know, and would probably be a little skeptical of, you know, are we really going to change people's minds? But he thought just the video itself was, So powerful, and then to you know partner with Brian to help amplify that and get that to his followers um, was really great. And then we also got to partner with Luke Bryan on his farm tour. You know he does a concert series um, through the fall at different farms, and so we were able to partner with him with that, which then kind of was another um, component because in those cities he performed in, we were able to partner. And uh, donate pork to uh, food pantries in those communities, and so just kind of brought it full circle. and that, you know, I know as a pig farmer and as a mom, really, I'm we are raising pigs so that my family and everyone else's family has a safe and nutritious pork to eat. And so to say that we could do this myth busting campaign, partner with an influencer, and help communities is pretty amazing.
1: It is amazing, and I love, I love how much it did shift. I mean, when we think about some of the greatest brands there of today, they're quirky and clever. And I feel like over the past 2 years, you guys have become very quirky and clever. And it's very interesting. And it gets people's attention and it in itself maybe decades ago it would seem inauthentic. I think in today's world, it's anything but. It's so authentic because you can see how hard We are trying to connect and show what's really going on. And I think you guys have done a really great job of that. And I'm excited to hear what comes next. I think everyone is curious what it's been like to work with Luke Bryan, though. What has that been like? And how do you pick Luke Bryan?
2: Well, um, you know, I in full disclosure, much to my children's disappointment, I have not got to meet him. I mean, my children <laughs> would think this is the travesty of all travesties. How can we be the president of the National Pork Board and not meet Luke Bryan? Um, he actually had a concert in Indiana, but we were in California at a National Pork Board meeting. Um, so I did not get to meet him. Um, but, um, you know, I think, you know, choosing him, I think Our staff did a great job of really doing a lot of research and thought process in where are those demographics that we really want to reach and Mm -hmm. who has um, a good reach with those people. And so, you know, um, Luke Bryan has just exploded, you know, from not just being, you know, a a singer that's well-liked by all genres, but, you know, his American Idol presence. I mean, he is everywhere and really fits into that key um, demographic um, of people that we wanted to get this message to. And so, you know, there were a couple different options that they brought to us um, as kind of a smaller group of the board to really kind of talk through and the pros and cons of them. And so, um, you know, thankfully, it all came together. I mean, you know, negotiating with a celebrity is, is a little different than something uh, we've ever done before. Um, but I do think it's really um, given myth busting as a whole from both working with Eric Erickson Street and now working with Luke Bryan, it's really given that content um, a push to a whole new group of people than, that we would have not, probably not reached before. Even though the content would have been just as amazing, it's really helped us reach a whole new group of people.
1: I can imagine the negotiations with a celebrity is a, is a great over-the-beer kind of topic. So we'll <laughs> save that for, for you guys if anybody's listening here and wants to talk about it. I'd say try to get a beer and talk about it. But uh, what are the results? How has how this second campaign gone? What what are some of the results that we're seeing? How is it currently going?
2: Well, I mean, I think it's you know going very well. Obviously, it's a little bit different than last year because last year, if they saw the video, they saw Eric's Country, it was in one. Um, This year, you know, it is a couple different things. But, you know, from social media, we can see that we've had, you know, 3.4 million engagements um, from different touches and that type of things. Uh, 238,000 people have watched the entire video of the focus group in in total. And I think that's pretty amazing. And, um, you know, to say, because it's a long video. um, And, you know, if you aren't hooked in right away, you're like, what the heck is this? Why am I watching this? Why do I care about this hotel? And so to say that many people, you know, caught the hook and watched it and wanted to see it to its end. um, You know, I think we um, it's been very successful. Um, And so, you know, there's many different ways to look at it and dissect it and, you know, sharing. It's it's, this year, I feel it's very different than Eric Stone Street because you could see the video and not even know Luke Bryan's related. Or you could see Luke Bryan's involvement and maybe that's what you see. And that's very versatile. It's very versatile, and uh, there's many different ways that it's touching people, because some people might just see Luke Bryan's promo and think, oh, well, if he's talking about this, it must be good. Other people are watching the whole video. Some people are stumbling on the video without even knowing that there's the Luke Bryan um, component. So I think it's been very successful, and I'm super excited that Mythbusting is something that we have really taken on at the Pork Board, um, you know, because obviously having our freedom to operate um, is so important. And I think that really truly starts with educating consumers because not only are they the consumers that buy our products, but they are the lawmakers in our local cities that are developing, you know, rules and regulations um, that we have to follow, you know, to build new buildings or, you know, expand on our farms or even just to be able to continue to raise pigs in our communities. And so Um, I think we can never underestimate the value of educating consumers. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all consumers, too. And so I think it's super important.
3: So, Matthew, if I could interject right there as well, you know, being being an old timer, okay, being one that uh, I've been working with this industry my entire life and active in the industry, you know, uh, professionally for over 40 years, we did not get into this situation of that survey overnight. And we will not get out of this situation overnight as well. There are no magic wands that we can wave over and everybody is all of a sudden educated. This is going to be a tough grind out campaign that we're going to have to stay committed to, okay, uh, to start changing people's attitude. So, uh, you know, this is not something that we're going to see immediately quick results and everybody's going to be, Uh, you know, educated. So we got to make sure that we stay focused and keep this, uh, keep our focus on educating and promoting what we do on the farm.
1: And the barometer can't be who's loudest, right? Because whether these are successful or not, that loudest one and a half percent will always be the loudest one and a half percent. What we're really trying to solve here is that 98 and a half percent that usually isn't talking.
3: Absolutely. That, that's exactly right. And, and, you know, the other thing is test and learn. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's something that, that we need to work together as an industry on. Not everything that we're going to try may work, but we'll learn from that and we'll get better as we go.
1: So how should producers feel right now and what can they do or allied industry, what can they do to support the efforts of what might be myth busting 3.0, 4.0, 5.0?
2: Well, I personally would hope that producers are excited um, for many different reasons. I mean, first and foremost, the fact that we are head on addressing these misconceptions that are out there about pork production, pig farming, what we do on a daily basis, um, this this feeling that maybe we don't care um, when that is the crux of absolutely what we do each and every day. And so I would hope that producers as a whole are very excited that at the National Pork Board, we have said, we are going to take this on because to Bob's point, this didn't just happen overnight. Um, And it's been something we've maybe danced around over years or, you know, not known exactly how to tackle, you know, um, you know, I can remember when I first really started becoming involved, it was tell your story. Well, telling our story is very important. And I will never say that a farmer shouldn't tell their story, but we have to constantly educate ourselves and find new ways to tell our story. Because if you're just telling your story to the same people and over and over, it's, it's not, it's not going anywhere. And so, I would hope that producers as a whole are super excited that we are tackling these myths and we're tackling some of the big ones, um, you know, um, because it's so important. And, you know, how can they get involved? I think it's, have they seen the video themselves? You know, are they aware of what the content is that's out there? Are they talking about it with, you know, fellow producers to make sure they know about it? Are they talking about it with their family and friends? You know, we can say that's not the demographic, but I know my own sisters who, you know, grew up showing pigs sometimes question if they should be eating pork or not. And that's my own, you know, that's my sisters and they know that's how we make our living. Um, And it's not that they think it's wrong. They just, they don't know. And so I think we can't underestimate the power of who we personally can bust myths with. Um, And that's, you know, by telling our own story and sharing this content. I mean, I think the, the video, the hotel concept this year is so powerful for people to watch Um, And so I think as producers, we need to make sure we all know where that's at and that we're sharing that with people that we know, our fellow producers, um, and just making sure people even know that this campaign is taking place.
1: I mean, when we look at individuals and what they do in their free time, if we're not talking about the pork industry in this video or things that we're doing that we're excited about, as much as we're talking about the local high school or college football team, like... We're, we're not going to be seen as individuals who are as passionate about it as what we say. And if, if it doesn't come across as passion, we market passion, not authentic. And so we need to be talking about these things. We need to be excited and share stuff like this because this is golden platter, right? Golden content on a silver platter, right? Like anybody in your network, you'd be like, dude, you got to watch this. Whether you agree with it or not, this is cool. This is awesome. And just Get it circulating. You talked about impressions. You talked about engagement. You talked about listens and views. Pork board can only do so much. I mean, with those algorithms, if individuals are sharing it, if every pork producer is putting that on their LinkedIn, on their Facebook, it's going to drastically increase the amount of impressions and engagement that the pork board can can get. And what I think is really cool, too, is those algorithms are looking at you guys and they're saying, oh, this is relevant. This is credible. And every myth busting in theory, right, builds onto it. And so everyone will appear to be much better than the prior if executed well. So just those shares, those shares, those posts, those views, they matter.
2: I do, it sounds so simple. Um, but in this day and age, they truly, truly matter. And it's, it's such an easy thing to do.
1: So what's next? Are we gonna get Kevin Costner? Are we gonna get some Yellowstone <laughs> engagement here? <laughs>
2: Well, I I don't know, Uh, you know, that uh, we haven't, we haven't discussed what's next at the board. I mean, I think to Bob's point, um, I think I speak for both Bob and I, when I say we are both very passionate about this and know that 2.0 can't be the end of it. It's really just the start of it. um, And that this is something that we have to stay committed to and vigilant about, Um, but we haven't really started digging into what is next. you know, uh, Thankfully, we've still been getting a lot of traction off of the hotel concept. And so really trying to maximize our bang for our buck on that um, once again, making sure we're judiciously using those checkoff dollars and um, executing them as needed and uh, where needed. Um, and so really putting the time and thought into what does the next iteration of this look like? Because um, right, we're just getting started, I believe.
1: Yeah, I feel like beef got to get-out-of-jail-free card with Yellowstone. It's just my opinion. But uh, I'd like for you guys, a couple of questions I ask at the end, which I'd like each of you guys to answer is, what's one thing that's unique about you that most people in the industry do not know?
2: Oh, Bob, I'll let you go first. <laughs> uh, <no. laughs>
3: oh, my goodness. One unique thing about me that people in the industry, I know so many people in the industry. I doubt if there's very much that they don't know about me. Uh, man, oh, man. So I, 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 so I shared this with the uh, uh, with the Board of Directors uh, uh, a while back. Uh, so I had a very brief singing career. So Luke Bryant, you know, is close to my heart. So I I, uh, I sang when I was in grade school in um, solos. And I went to the State uh, a contest uh for uh for the state of Ohio, and I won a superior which uh uh you know my mother was real proud of me, but that you know that's that's the one thing that I guess people wouldn't wouldn't equate me with singing so there
1: that's awesome
2: <laughs> that's good um well, mine is not anywhere near as good as that, um but you know I feel very lucky that I married into a farm family, but what people may not know about me is my mom actually grew up on a pig farm. Um, and so I, I wish my grandpa was still here today to see how we raise pigs today. Um, because he, you know, he died when I was a teenager, so he didn't get to see that I have been able to carry on that tradition. Um, but that was something, um, my mom had two older sisters and they were not allowed to show pigs in 4-H, um, just because he didn't think girls should do that. But by the time my mom was born, she was nine years younger, he was able to show pigs, uh, with my grandpa. And so it was something that they got to do together. And so, um, you know, raising pigs is something that does run deep in my roots, even though I personally didn't grow up on a pig farm.
1: I wish more people understood that it's not just the producers in our industry that have a heritage and a passion and a sense of, a sense of, uh, obligation to continue the, this legacy in this, this, uh, this industry and that it's, you know, anybody who's working in this industry and in all different facets have this, this, past tie which is very admirable and and really cool um last question and either of you guys who ever wants to jump first what's a golden nugget a bit of wisdom from your life that you want to share with listeners does not have to have anything to do with agriculture or, or pigs or anything
2: um well the words that i have lived by since i found them this is a true story i found them on a magnet on my mom's refrigerator when i was a senior in high school but i was asked to find a quote on success. And that's where i found it was her fridge but the road success is always under construction um and i think that those are very true words to live by um and i you know i have to remind myself of that very often because uh life is not always easy um especially when you raise livestock uh there's always seems to be a challenge or you know today it's 30 degrees and they're calling for negative teens by friday so um, you know, super thankful our pigs ra- are raised indoors, but that that brings its own set of challenges with it. But I, I think um, trying to have a positive outlook on life is super, super important. And I think that just goes with that is uh, just because you hit a construction or a roadblock doesn't mean you're not being successful.
1: Fair. And it's amazing how those images of your childhood, especially from people that you respect and look up to, have an impact on you. Uh, My grandfather in his office had this image of like a crane with a frog, right? It's being eaten, but it's choking out the crane. And it says never give up. And that has always stuck with me. Like no matter what's going on, there's always a fighting chance. Never give up. Absolutely. How about you, Bob?
3: Yeah. So uh, I I talked about uh, the opportunity to work with some of the best people you know, in the industry and uh, the Clemens Food Group, um, you know, is a Christian based organization. And our mission statement says that we aspire to operate in a way that honors our Lord Jesus Christ as demonstrated through ethics, integrity and stewardship. And I just try to try to do that each and every day. And it's so difficult. But that's, you know, what uh, what I try to do.
1: Well, thank you guys for being guests on the Popular Pig Podcast. It's been a real honor to have you and we wish you the very best as you move forward.
3: Thanks, Matthew.
2: Thanks for having us.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of Popular Pig. We aspire to learn and grow together through the experience and wisdom shared by our esteemed guests. If you enjoyed this episode please share it with your friends and colleagues within the swine industry. For more information, please go to popularpig.com to receive updates when new episodes are available. Popular Pig is brought to you by SwineTech, the award-winning creators of SmartGuard and PigFlow. To learn how PigFlow can help you streamline your workforce and reduce piglet and sow deaths, visit swinetechnologies.com.